Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the April 3rd episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Cheyenne is missing in action today, so I'll be recording the podcast myself. And first, we'll start with a recap of the futures market. May corn futures finished the day down two and three quarters at 3.30 and three quarters, off more than 15 cents for the week. December corn gained a penny for the day to finish at 3.50 and three quarters, but that is down 13 and a half from last Friday. May soybeans lost four and a half today, ending at 8.54 and a quarter down more than 27 cents this week. November soybeans lost one and a half today to finish the week at 861 and a half, off more than 15 for the week. The big story this week was the USDA's prospective plantings and quarterly stocks that was released on Tuesday. Let's start off with those prospective plantings. For corn, estimates ranged anywhere from 92.5 to 96.4 million acres, and we've been throwing around that 94 to 95 million acre number for a while now as a possibility. Well, the actual number blew everything out of the water at almost 97 million acres. That's up 3 million from the USDA's February outlook number and almost 7 million more than last year. The record high estimate for this report was 97.291 million in 2017, so we're not too far off of that. Soybean acres were a little more in line with expectations, coming in at 83.5 million, with estimates ranging from 82.7 to 87.1. This is down 1.5 million from the February outlook, but is still 7.4 million more than last year. The quarterly stocks numbers as of March 1st, corn stocks came in at 7.953 billion bushels, with an estimate ranging from 7.825 to 8.492. So this was somewhat on the lower end of expectations of the estimated range, and 660 million bushels lower than the same time last year, which means that demand has been better than we thought, well, at least up until now. Soybean stocks came in at 2.253 billion bushels, in line with average estimates for a range of 2.075 to 2.701. Comparing this to last year's report for the same time, we are down 474 million bushels. Let's jump into the bull bear factors. On the corn side, it's really kind of hard to argue that 97 million acre number on the bull side, but I think that the mediocre market reaction tells us that traders are having a hard time putting a pencil to that number with the recent events. Remember, while it seems like the last few weeks may feel like they've been going on for months, we are trying to match delayed data with recent news. Lower stocks than last year, and the lowest since 2015-16. Corn feed usage was implied to be around 1.394 billion bushels, almost 17% above last year. I think these stock numbers will likely lead the USDA to raise their estimate for feed usage in the next report. The other piece of good news was a sale made today to China. 567,000 tons, or 22.3 million bushels. The vast majority of that, or about 20 million bushels, is for shipment during the 2021 crop year. That might have been what kept December corn futures positive today. On the bear side, not too hard to find a lot of uh, bear factors. 97 million acres being among the top ones. A couple of these large acres with struggling ethanol demand, and you can see that uh, we've got a big uphill climb from here. Multiple sources have indicated anywhere from 20 to 30% of the total ethanol production capacity is or will be offline in the very near future. This would mean that the USDA is overestimating corn used for ethanol production by as much as 325 million bushels. This week's EIA report showed the first insight into how recent reductions in gasoline demand have impacted the ethanol industry. 
U.S. ethanol production dropped last week to 247 million gallons from 295 million the previous week. This works out to a 17 million bushel demand reduction per week and is the lowest weekly production number since September of 2013. Looking at gasoline demand, last week came in at 6.659 million barrels per day or 102 billion gallons. This is the lowest single week demand since January of 1994. As far as soybean bull factors, like corn, we have lower stocks than last year. U.S. soybean export sales came in at 958,000 metric tons, the highest we've seen in the last 15 weeks. It's also been a while since we've talked about ASF in China, but it looks like the world's top pork producer is starting to rebuild its herds. This week we heard of six planes carrying more than 4,000 high-quality French breeding pigs have arrived in China so far this year, the first of an expected dozens of plane loads. As far as soybean bear factors, the acres may be down from the February report, but still well above last year. Many in the industry are stating that corn still pencils better than soybeans when you compare the cost of production to the current new crop bids. Add that to the fact that many farmers just don't like to grow and harvest soybeans, and it might be hard to increase bean acres a lot and decrease corn acres, especially in and around our area. As far as what to watch for and upcoming events, next week we'll have the USDA's April WASDE report that will be issued on Thursday at 11 a.m. We should expect to see some changes in demand, especially for corn. And next Friday, April 10th, is a CBOT holiday, so no markets that day. So why does this all matter? Even with global health concerns, agriculture continues to move forward. As we move into spring agronomy season, we know that there are more important things to worry about than the current price of corn and soybeans. I did hear some good advice the other day on a webinar about the oil industry, and I thought I'd pass those on. The speaker was talking about a book on economics that he read many years ago. The speaker was talking about a book on economics that he read many years ago, and he still tries to live by the following. Here it is. In uncertain times, you need to ask yourself these four questions. What do I truly know? What don't I know? What do I need to know? And how do I learn what I need to know? So let's break that down just a little bit more. What do I truly know? What is it that you know to be absolutely true? What don't I know? What more is there out there to discover? What do I need to know? What will help me do my job better? How do I learn what I need to know? Who do I know that can help me? I think these are good words to not only remember in these times, but also good words to live by. In conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening, and we will both be with you next week. Mm -hmm.